I texted my roommate who is a drag queen. Yeah. Um, and I was like, hey, there's some homophobes on the corner. If you're still in drag, you want to go annoy them? Uh, but he's actually doing a show right now. So uh, yeah, unfortunately. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Chips in the Night, the punny gay slumber. No, that was right. <laughs> the punny gay slumber party you never had but wish you did. I'm Josh, and I'm coming out. I want the world to know, gotta let me blow. Okay, I'm laughing because I was going to do the same exact thing. <laughs> and I'm Andrew, and I guess I'm blowing right along with you. Wait, were you literally going to say the same thing? I was not going to say I'm going to blow. I was just going to say, I'm Andrew, and I'm coming out. Da, da, I want the world to know. And then I was going to end it there. Oh, okay. So we completed each other. Aw. Aw. Hey, yeah. Josh, I have a question. Yeah. What are we drinking? Yeah, so um, instead of wine today... Um, we are drinking a, um, basically a pre-made, co- a bottled cocktail, and it's a phenomenon within the past, I guess, half of a decade has been really big. I mean, you see a lot of, like, canned wine, canned cocktails mm-hmm. um, nowadays, and this one is a, um, it's by Whistlepig, and it's a barrel-aged smoked fashioned. Um, barrel-aged, it's like an old-fashioned? Yeah, in a sense. Okay. So... Um, this one's called Run Amuck Maple, and well, basically, what a old fashioned is, um, and what the, um, what the, what am I trying to say here? The, the template of an old fashioned mm-hmm. is to have like a spirit, like whiskey or rum, which it apparently originally was made from rum, um, and to add a sweet and a bitter, and mm-hmm. then um, you have ice as well, and basically, it's like the simplest cocktail that you can have. And um, this one has been sweetened with um, some maple syrup and some pecan wood. This is really good. I, For some reason in my mind, old-fashioned is like an elaborate cocktail. Mm. Maybe because I only ever see it at like high-end bars, which is not a reflection of the drink. It's just a reflection that I don't go to good bars. <laughs> so just to... The mix does not have an old-fashioned. Right. And, and the thing... Well, I mean, what's great is that it can actually be super like complex and like mm-hmm. you have like fancy like... Um, like an orange uh, like, peel. Yeah, exactly. Orange yeah. peels or like special like other sweet. Like normally you just use like a sugar cube. That's what you normally use. But in this one, they use maple syrup, for example. So that's really interesting. It tastes the maple. Yeah, it's really, it's it's pretty tasty. Um, and the reason why I chose it today um, is because, well, our theme today is coming out and mm-hmm. we're doing a, I guess, a four-part, several-part series, what have you, mm-hmm. um, just for Pride Month. And for this cocktail, it kind of um, signified to me about like, it's coming out can be bittersweet. And um, in some ways, when we're the spirit, when we're the whiskey, sometimes we add things to ourselves to change ourselves when sometimes we don't really need to do that, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's on theme enough, but... No, it makes sense. Bittersweet. I think that... Yeah, I should have ended yeah. it there. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. It's bittersweet. Yeah. And it can be complex, <clears throat> as we mentioned, as mm-hmm. you kind of said. Yeah. Um, you know, you go to certain bars where coming out's going to be really complex and mm-hmm. really, you know, big and evolutionary, or they can be you know, range all the way to something that's more simple. Yeah. And, um, yeah, just solid. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it, it, I feel like coming out now after drinking oh, this. there you go. Maybe because I've had two or three already. <laughs> um, woo! Woo! And now, this is really good. I actually like this. Good job. Uh, what was it? Whistle pig. Whistle pig? And it just sounds gay. It, whistle, whistle pig sounds gay. It's like one of those things that's like straight but gay. I've definitely seen whistle pig on Grinder. Oh, that there you go. definitely has been... Yeah. As you mentioned, coming out is complicated. It is um, bittersweet. It is, you know, whatever. Um, and I think 
we should note that not every person has a coming out story or needs to come out. Not even not even just straight people, but like not even every queer person has a coming out story or I feel like needs to. Yeah. Um, in fact, like historically, the the idea of coming out to straight friends is actually a really recent phenomenon. It is not something that you know stretches back in ancient history. Um, I was recently rereading this book, Gay New York, which I would recommend, except it's literally like six thousand pages. So. <laughs> Honestly, read the footnotes. Um, but the author, George Chauncey, gives a quick history of coming out. Um, it's like one page. It's not the main subject of the book, but it's an, a really interesting um, background and sort of backstory. So he talks about like in, in, the New, in New York in the early 1900s, coming out was actually the word they used to describe how you were introduced into the gay world. So there was an entire queer society. There were these um, queer balls. There was a whole queer world. Um, and they would use the word coming out or use the phrase coming out to describe your entrance into that society. So it's almost like opposite because like, mm-hmm. we talk about coming out to like straight people yeah. and like kind of like how we blend into their or try to, how to gray the world between gay and straight almost. But coming out back then meant you being integrated like into in. the... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And it, it actually... So the, it draws from the idea of like debutante balls and sort of like still there's a like, like a consignetta or something where it's presenting a woman into society to basically say like she is now a woman of marriageable age. She's part of this adult world. It's the same idea. So it's like you are now accessible. <laughs> Towards the middle of the 20th century, the meaning expanded and kind of changed a little bit. And so it was often used to mean um, your first sexual experience. So you would be, your, your coming out would be like the first time you hooked up, basically. It wasn't until later in like the um, 60s and 70s that it changed again. Um, so at the same time in the like 40s and 50s, there was a major movement by conservative acti- activists and politicians to basically erase the queer society that existed previously. So in the 20s and 30s. Um, and they did that by claiming that queer people were necessarily subversive, that queer people are immoral, we're degenerate, we are a security risk. Yeah, which all true. Um, <laughs> um, not really. Um, and, you know, they accomplished this through firing people from, you know, positions, especially like in the government. We talked about like the Lavender Scare, where a lot of people were fired from the federal government. It also included things like raids on queer establishments. So it's Pride Month. In Pride Month, we commemorate the resistance of at Stonewall, um, which, as Derek Bray reminds us, no one died. No one died. No one died. <laughs> um, but it was a very common practice for police to raid queer bars because they wanted to, they actively wanted to shut down the queer world. Yeah. Um, and it was in that context that coming out came to mean coming out to the straight world. The, the, the working theory is basically that conservative people who want to shut down queer spaces and want to enact anti-queer policies won't do that if they know that someone they care about will be hurt by it. Mm. And so if you come out to them, then they will stop. That is a modern idea that's you know 50 years old at best. Um, and I don't think it needs to be something that everybody participates in. Yeah. Um, you know, Everybody has a different world, has a different experience. Um, that being said, come out, come out wherever you are. <laughs> Okay, so that being said, something lightly threatening. Yeah. But yeah, I think, like, I, I know people who are, like, out and proud. I know people who, like, live, you know, like, kind of a dual life of oh, out yeah. and proud, you know, and then, like, they have family for who, for whatever reason, they're just not comfortable or, like, not ready to come out to. And, like, I feel like that's totally fine. I think there is this narrative or this norm of, like, no, you have to be out. You have to be 100%, like, openly queer, like, doing the most. But, like, no, everybody's situation's different. Yeah. And I think that's 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 fine. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess what the the moral of this episode is: stay in the closet. <laughs> no, <laughs> not to stay in the closet. I, I love that. Um, do you know that quote by Harvey Milk on the top of your head? Um, it's a it's it's a little um, 
Which one? Violent, but he said something like... Oh, um, if a bullet enters my brain, let it shatter every closet door. Yeah. Yeah. I might getting it, be getting it slightly wrong, but yeah. Yeah, but it's... it's, it's when I read like that, that, I was like... <gasps> yeah. yeah. Um, let's go into crunch time. Yeah. So what are we doing for crunch time? So for crunch time, what I have done is I found... I literally just was Googling, like, pride quiz, gay quiz, like, coming out quiz. There are actually a lot of quiz, quizzes that are, should I come out? Um, oh wow! Which I didn't. I like. I did a few just to test them, and apparently I should. And they were out. like, no, "Oh, okay." So, like, what is the up? Like, they're what like, other results? Yeah, yeah, right. Like, well, I think they're mostly for like they're for the that like thirteen year old who's like, "Am I gay or not? I don't know." Oh. Yeah. And the questions are like, "Do you find men attractive?" Right. And the, the answer is like, "Yes." Also, yes. Because like, <laughs> if you're taking the quiz, you know. I remember taking quizzes like that, and they were. I, like I know what I wanted the answer to be because mm-hmm. it's like I did this one quiz when I was little because um, they were like oh do you find men attractive and I was like yes and the next question was like are you emotionally attracted to them or something and I was like oh no and they're like oh okay so you're not gay because being attracted to them physically but not emotionally means you're straight I was like you know that moment no that I means was you're like, top <laughs> so you, you filled it out wrong right no it means like you're gayer <laughs> yeah exactly um, yeah but so like you know I was yeah um, yeah, okay, so we're going to do this quiz. It's from pinknews.co.uk, which is a gay website. Um, the title, the headline is, This quiz claims to be able to tell which gay stereotype you are. From 2017, so... so hmm. But we will have to translate between British, because it is a .co.uk. Um, first question. Choose the best personality that describes <laughs> you. Is that, was that even a British accent? Come on, sorting hat. Yeah. <laughs> um, sort this bussy. Um, so the options are dominant, emotional, passive, submissive, inspirational, or uptight, rebellious, or bitchy. Um, who describes themselves as inspirational? Right? I mean, I do. But <laughs> I would call myself rebellious, I guess. Would I, you call me rebellious? I mean, on a sliding scale of all of these, I feel like that's... Yeah. I would be also bitchy. Oh, well, you already clicked rebellious. Yeah. So okay, what are you? I'm going to... I'm going to pick a... Of, of these, I would say emotional, but I feel like I'm not actually any of these. So, you know, there's that. Okay, next question. Choose the activity that best describes you. Okay, so we have clubbing, hanging out, researching. <laughs> <laughs> researching. Um, tweeting slash Facebooking, so social media. Mm-hmm. Chilling with the bestie, enjoying a glass of wine, gym, or relaxing at home. Can I just say, like... If you're listening at home, Google this quiz. Just Google whatever. This quiz claims to be able to tell you what gay you are. Because these pictures are so 1994. And straight. And straight. Yeah, exactly. And it's... Well, except for the gym one. Yeah, that's but, true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, why? Mm-hmm. Why? I feel like for you, it's either clubbing or tweeting and Facebooking. True. Or enjoying... Actually, all of these. You do all of these. Yeah, no, that's the thing. It's like, can I not club... With the bestie having a glass of wine in my hand, and and that counts as hanging out. Like, yeah, and then we tweet, live tweet the whole thing. Yeah, exa- exactly. So all of this, except for the gym. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I'm gonna choose like what the ha- hanging out, like yeah, but, hanging out. And they're like shirtless in a pool, so they're <laughs> yeah. not hanging out. This is wrong. These are lies. Uh, researching. Uh, that's funny. Um, I don't know. I think I guess just for the sake of being on topic for myself, I'm gonna be joining a glass of wine. That feels on brand, yeah. Yeah. And again, because I'm on brand, I'm going to say relaxing at home. Oh, they're going to say researching. I did think about it, actually. <laughs> um, okay. 
Choose the music genre that best describes you. Mainstream, pop, country, rap, dance, everything. Which is an iPod ad? Yeah. <laughs> uh, reggae and classics. So they mean classic music because that picture is like of an orchestra. Yeah, they, they mean, mean classical. classical. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. Pink Nas- Pinknews.co.uk got it wrong. I feel like this quiz was made like because the boss was like, you got to create this quiz in 15 minutes. We're not yeah. Gonna pay you. It feels very that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me, I'm... I'm... I mean, this was 2017, so I can't choose country and yeah. like have it related to Little Nas X. Mm. So, I think I'm going to choose everything. That, you have a pretty eclectic taste. I yeah. Think, For me, I guess I would just say mainstream? Because Catch the Musical is not on here, yeah. so like that's... Uh, okay, so choose the video genre that best describes you. Horror, LGBT, oh adventure, action, classic, comedy, romance science fiction and again all of these are straight except for the lgbt one i'm gonna choose comedy yeah you're pretty funny well Uh, just like my life is funny but also i love how the image for that is the hangover yeah yeah i'm gonna choose lgbt just because yeah i want to win yeah Yeah. Uh, okay next it's choose the drink that best describes you shots soda tea beer top shelf liquor bar rail drinks wine or water um so yes and yes and um i like how the the picture for top shelf flicker it looks like a really cheap bar where they use glowy lights to like make it look that's the edge yeah yeah yeah. that's what i was that's what it reminded me of Mm -hmm. what is a bar rail drink just like well oh that okay yeah i feel like i'm a top shelf flicker yeah i think so ironic (laughs) and uh oh uh, for me, I guess I would go with. I have. I know what I would choose for you. The, what would you choose for me? I would choose either tea or wine. I was gonna say tea because like it's not my favorite drink of these, but I feel like it's, it's my aesthetic. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. So I'm gonna go with tea. All right, choose the type of food that best describes you. This is a lot of descriptions: home cooking, fast food, takeout, salad, and bowl of fruit. That's you. <laughs> Um, anything, dine-in, protein shake, barbecue, ugh. Only if they mean cum. Mmm. They don't. <laughs> I mean, I like salad and a bowl of fruit, but I don't think that describes me. That's true. That's like what you would order. But right. it's not necessarily, yeah, who you are. But who identifies as takeout? <laughs> First, wait, what's the difference between takeout and, oh, I guess, dine like, fast food takeout and dine-in, those are just different versions of ordering food. It's the same food, it's just where you eat it. Yeah, and then anything? <laughs> yeah. And I love how the picture of anything is just waffles. Waffles, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, couldn't it have been breakfast food or something? This is a very um, bad quiz. <laughs> Protein shake. Um, I think I'm going to do home cooking. Yeah, because, I see that for you. Like, I do like home cooking, but also I'm just like a home person, you know? Oh, Okay, okay, so it showed you your thing, but let's yeah. choose mine first. What do you th- what would you choose for me? Um, for you, you're fast. You live a fast paced life, so I could see fast food. Let's um, meet. Let's meet. Um, let's meet halfway and do takeout. <laughs> there you go. You don't even have time to like sit down and order. You're just like, give it to me now. I gotta go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, it's calculating, calculating. Okay. Oh my god. So I got neutral gay, which feels like a read. So, okay, pros, you are both masculine and feminine. You are protective of those that you love and care about, but you want them to have freedom to be who they are. You are a free spirit and try to get others to enjoy life. Cons, you may be mistaken for what you stand for or mean about things. Wait, you may be mistaken for what you... I don't know what that That literally doesn't make sense. No, those are are wrong words. 
<laughs> I got Rainbow Gay. <laughs> Pros, you are the activist of the gays, fighting for all things that are right. You believe in equality, not only for gays, but for everyone. You are a social butterfly, easy to talk to, and extremely friendly. Cons, people may find you annoying, full of it, or too perky. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I hate this one. You up know, for the too perky, I think I know, actually pretty solid. I think I know what they're trying to say. They're like, you know... Um, you're the fun one. You're, you know that like uh, that like guy on Instagram or TikTok who, who does like the rainbow like uh, mm, to the Carly Rae Jepsen? The yeah, 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 yeah. And then like on my spare time, I like wear... Um, like rainbow flags and like volunteer and stuff which are like i don't th- that's great but i feel like i'm not fully yeah that person which so is they, i, am. So I don't think i am no but you are fun you're a social butterfly i i in some sense but Extremely I, feel like, friendly. I feel like i know a lot of people who are very much like this perkiness like you know how it yeah. says cons like people find you like annoying or like too perky i feel like i hate that person too not, not, not the activist part, but like I know the gays who are like trade? the rainbow gay. Yeah, I'll right. be the rainbow gay. You can be neutral. <laughs> neutral um, gay. That's that's a read. Yeah, that was offensive. That is actually. A read. Okay, well, pinknews.co.uk is a trash website. That being said, if they well, like maybe to sponsor it's different. Us, maybe it's different in the UK. Maybe yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's yeah. Things are things are just off. Yeah, yeah. So that was our that was our crunch time. I feel like we learned about. Actually, nothing. <laughs> yeah. We learned about what a website from the UK would label us as... Yeah. In 2017. Uh, we, yeah, in 2017, yeah. if we came out as a gay. So, that, so that's that. was that. productive. You should have chosen... I should have chosen dine-in. Yeah. <laughs> would have changed everything. Protein shake, yeah. Yeah. So no episode on coming out, I guess, is complete without talking about how we each came out and mm-hmm. what our story is and how it's shaped us. Yeah. I know that... Um, it's kind of an inside joke about like when two gay people go on a date or two queer people one of the first topics is like oh what's your relationship with your parents yeah and the other one i guess is like how did you come out or like mm-hmm. you know what i mean i mean there are more but like that's the one thing that we always kind of bring up when yeah we're your friends and what you're, you're signing yeah and what you're signing yeah, yeah. yeah exactly the whole like checklist of things mm-hmm. you you discuss i mean i'm not gonna date a gemini who's in the closet <laughs> <laughs> actually i have dated gemini who's in the closet there you go <laughs> Whoops. Are they listening? Uh, I doubt it. Okay, cool. But yeah, how did you come out? What's your story? So I came out in a, you know, a very typical way uh, via email. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's yeah. so you. I, so, well, I mean, I feel like nobody has like a coming out thing. Like everybody comes out multiple times. It's not like... Oh, that's, that's a good point. You know, I didn't put out a press release. I mean, I basically did. I had come out to a couple of friends, um, but this was, I remember it was 2010, um, and I got a little drunk one night. I was with my boyfriend at the bar, like the gay bar in my hometown. Went home, wrote this like long essay to my mother, um, and then I was smart enough to know like, okay, you write drunk, edit sober, which I was glad I did. So in the morning, I like read through it again. I was like, okay, that's it says what I need to say, and I sent it. And the head, the like headliner subject was something like, please read and respond. It was so formal. Yeah, it's kind of like one of those junk mail things that you get. Yeah. Not to say that you're junk mail, but it's like, oh, wow, please, so my uh, company is trash. We like return envelope in yeah. or whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like the 10 cents on this envelope could <laughs> save a child yeah. or something. It, it was very much that. Um, she responded, like, it was, it was a whole thing. For me, I think my big fear was like my mom and my family were very religious. Um, and so for me, it was like I knew that my coming out, it would change their relationship with their church. Um, and so, like the the bulk of my my coming out novel was was addressing basically that question, um, and like why I hadn't come out sooner, you know, all of that kind of stuff. But yeah, it was a 
it was an interesting way to come out because he didn't get the immediate feedback, but it was sort of like the safest way for me to do it at that time. Yeah. Um, and then I, you know, like I slowly continued to come out. And now I'm like exceptionally gay. Um, so it's hello. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't think I'm, if you don't know I'm gay, then you're 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 trying to not know. Do okay. So side note. When people meet you, do they do you come off as gay? Do you have that gay energy? It depends. I feel like up until a few years ago, I still I don't know if it was internalized homophobia or just like laziness, but I often got like read as straight until I had to be like, oh no, and my boyfriend, ah. which was like part of the reason why I had boyfriend was just to like make it easier to come out to people, Fair. and because you know horny. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, I now I think one because I have my ears pierced, which is like such a low bar. Mm. But I think it definitely helps. Yeah, it's a yeah. little bit of a bat signal. Exactly, it's very much a bat signal. Also, yeah. I have a giant um, rainbow tattoo on my forehead. <laughs> yeah. um, but people miss that sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think now, and I think my mannerisms and my like way of being are more gay. Also, like my job is gay. All of my friends are gay. I live in the Castro. So as soon as I open my mouth, it's right. A, like a. A bolt of taffeta just falls right out. <laughs> there, that's our title of the episode. Yeah, bolt. Are you a bolt of taffeta? There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's funny, actually. So I remember six months or maybe a year after I had moved to San Francisco, I was back in my hometown, and I was like, I think I was meeting up with some old colleagues that I had worked with, um, and we were doing a dinner, and I remember somebody asking, like, oh, yeah, what's it like to live in San Francisco? I hear there's a lot of gays there. And it, oh. was, and it was that moment of like, oh, I forgot they don't know. Oh my god! Because <laughs> like, at this, it must have been like, yeah, the next summer or something after I moved here. Um, that moment of like, oh, fuck. I forgot that like, I know I'm gay. Everyone else knows I'm gay. I never bothered to come out to these people. That's so funny. So it was like, ah, do I do it? I don't remember if I did actually. Because part of it was thinking like, this is my like, I'm never gonna see these people again, so it doesn't right. really matter. Yeah. Um, so I don't remember if I did come out to them or not. I, That's I would guess so not. funny. Yeah. It would be funny if like you had them on Facebook and you like passively like just prod them a little. Yeah, or yeah. you posted like a whole pic, being like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, hmm. might be gay, might be not. Yeah, <laughs> who knows? Like Andrew home. Schaefer joined like sex group, and it's like a show. It's like an alert on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that was my. My coming, my coming out. It was hard, but I'm like, it was obviously worth it. Yeah. Because now I'm much happier and much gear. I thought of the closet as hiding me from people. Like, it hid me from the world. It sort of protected me. What I didn't realize is, like, being in the closet also, like, hid so much of the world from me. Yeah. It's it, a two-way closet. It very much is. Like, you, when you're in the closet, you don't know that there is a gay world out there, that there's gay people, yeah. that there's a gay history, that there's gay literature. There's all of these different things that are just waiting for you to come find them. Um, and it wasn't until after I came out of the closet that I started to explore that world. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I was being robbed of all of that by yeah. staying in the closet. So I think if you're listening, even though we did start the episode with being like, you know, come out whenever you want to. Blah, now I'm like, no, actually you do. It's better. Yeah. If you know that you have like, if you're on the edge of glory, of glory and that glory being coming out mm-hmm. and you have that opportunity to, and you know that you're going to be supported. Mm-hmm. No, I'm. I'm. Maybe not. Maybe you're not going to be supported. But like, yeah. either way, if you come out, you know, you'll get to know yourself more. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, it's good to know like who you have. Like, you have a safe person to come out to. Yeah. Like, and I, I don't think it needs to be a universal thing. It doesn't need to be like, all right, I'm telling everyone. Like, I'm right. doing a press release. You know, attention, right. ladies and gentlemen. Exactly. It's like dick. 
You can if you want to. Jen Psaki, press secretary. Yeah, exactly. Announces that you are gay. Uh, it doesn't have to be that. It can be like these three people know, exactly. and these other people don't, and that is one hundred percent fine. Yeah, I don't. You're not. That's not lying to anyone. It's yeah. just self-preservation. Absolutely. What about what was your coming out moment? So my coming out moment was I can think of like kind of like two and change. Mm-hmm. So like the first time like I came out. I think it was like grade 9 or 10 when me and my best friend came out to each other as bisexual. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, that's how I identified back then because, like, other gay religious people, I was afraid that, like, if I never ended up with a woman, I would end up going to hell. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe I still will, but I, I'm much happier Ugh, now. Fingers crossed. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of like, I came out in high school very stereotypically well now I know it's a stereotype to my English teacher in mm-hmm. like a writing assignment um okay. and you know it was really funny how we had like our chats after school and like you know talked and stuff but that was really fun um and so like I came out to some friends of course some of them were like why didn't you tell me it's like um cause I didn't want to get beat up of course yeah. I don't want to tell you or anyone I didn't want those rumors to spread um but after so this is um a long story but I'm gonna abridge it but um, during one of my first jobs, I worked at a liquor store, um, and that's when I was kind of like training myself to know about product and become a sommelier. Uh, but um, there was a thing that happened in my family where my grandma died, and mm-hmm. so um, you know the family was like very vulnerable at the time. There was lots of family over, family visiting each other, but everybody was trying to be like very like close and tight. There was a moment where my mom drove me home from work, and it was around a half an hour drive home, I think, where she kind of used that emotional kind of ambiance mm-hmm. to ask me whether or not, um, you know, what my cousins were talking about at the time um, was true, which is like, you know, they were making jokes about how I was gay. And it's like, I can't avoid the conversation. I'm not going to like tuck and roll it out of the car. You and if I did, and if I did, me being the triple fire sign that I am, yeah. I th- I would still have to go home because that's yeah. where I live. But um, and so I was kind of like, yeah. And like, we had this like uncomfortable conversation about how like I wasn't that gay with like a capital GTM. Mm-hmm. And you even know, though, according to pinknews.co.uk, you I am a rainbow gay. gay. Yeah, yeah so. that's the thing. It's really funny how like. Send it to your mom. <laughs> right. How, <laughs> it's really funny how, um, you know, we tell ourselves, oh, we're not like that. And then we like yeah. end up that ends up being our, our best self. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, you know, I went through the very stereotypical conversation with um, a relatively conservative parent where they were like, oh no, I'm still... Oh, I came up to my, my mom as bisexual at the time. Yeah. And so she was like, oh, I still hope that you end up with a, a woman and I'm like praying for you, da 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 And in Asian culture, it's very common to just like, if you come out, no matter what happens after that and it's you just like never talk about it or discuss it ever again yeah. and that's kind of like what happened with us as well luckily um, and I say that in a very unfortunate term uh, a colleague at another job was going on vacation and needed somebody to cat sit and so I volunteered mm-hmm. um, and it was good because I ended up being able to kind of av- not avoid but being able to kind of separate from my parents from a mm-hmm. bit for like a week or so while they kind of marinated in that information so yeah. my mom and my brother were kind of arguing at home my mom would be like citing bible verses mm-hmm. and my brother would be defending me and my dad hearing all of this instead of participating in the conversation would just 
turn the volume up on the TV. And so it was, it's like, it's like kind of like humorous in my mind, but mm. also like very, very stereotypical. Um, and it's like after that moment, like we never really discussed it. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that a lot of people, like they really depend on their parents and have like a connection to them. But um, I've learned in the past couple of years that although that distance from your parents and the way that you, you keep space from them might seem sacrilegious to some people because other people have such a bond to them mm-hmm. it can be very um healing in, yeah. in some ways and i read this quote that was like don't feel bad about the fact that you've left people in the past because they connected with your past self and mm-hmm. you're a different person now and you're meant to connect with other people because you've evolved from that marie kondo <laughs> no <laughs> marie kondo no you, can, you can Marie Kondo people. You don't have to... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, toss them out the window. Put them in the trash. But no, yeah, in, in, um, in a nutshell, that's who I am. And like as a result, I've become like more unapologetic. And mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm not like a fully evolved gay. Like I still have to code switch in situations where I don't feel comfortable being my gay self. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I've come such a long way from the person that I was a decade ago. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> Sorry to get too serious there. I'm like, oh my man. No, no, it, this is the trauma episode. I I think I am very lucky in that, like, my job... Like, I work for a queer organization, yeah. and I talk to mostly queer people, and so I'm very lucky in that I never have to professionally code switch. Yeah. Like, when I'm in, uh, like, my professional role or my professional capacity, I it's actually better for me to be very, very gay. Right. Because it's like an asset. Yeah. Which is, I... It is such <laughs> a... Putting the ass in asset. Hey! Uh... <laughs> But yeah, it is such a rare and, you know, privileged thing to be able to say, like, being gay is actually, like, a qualification right. for my job. I mean, it's not a qualification. Like, th- a straight person could do it. Should they? Um, I know several people who work in the Castro, and they act gayer in order to, like... Yeah. I don't I mean, think... Like, maybe they don't do it on gender? purpose, but, like, they... I, like, they I, flirt. I know that they're straight, like, as is a fact. Is that code switching? It's a, reverse it's, code. No, I'm not reverse code. It's just code. Yeah, they're code switching into yeah. gay to get like um, to get that gay privilege. Yeah. <laughs> Asterisk. Um, yeah, that is. It's really funny. Ridiculous. One other thing that your 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 story, your like narrative, made me think about is like how chosen family is such an important thing, and I think I know. I feel like that's something we talk about every single episode. Yeah. But I think biological family is also obviously important because they make you exist but after that like they don't have to be part of your life and yeah. i think that's totally fine i think there's a wide range of relationships people can have with their their families of origin or the biological families and they don't all have to be every every day calling and texting and be like hey how are you blah, blah, blah. sometimes families of origin are trash and you can move on and yeah, it's okay absolutely yeah i don't speak to most of my extended family not just because they're homophobic but also just because like they're not interesting yeah. So it's like, they're fun people. Like that one cousin who just like, we don't really talk, but they will just like react to my stories, yeah. like the laughing face or, like, which is like, I don't know why it's more annoying that it's my cousin. It's, it's like the laziest thing. Right. Yeah. It, it almost seems like they're, they're communicating like, oh, I'm watching you. I've got one who just always applauds and it's like, what are you applauding? Yeah. I didn't do anything. <laughs> I posted an, a meme. I posted a whole pic. And yeah. you're applauding it? <laughs> exactly. Okay, slight tangent, but can we talk about the close friends on Instagram? Mm. That is for nudes and nudes only. Thank you. I have one friend who will not be named, who thinks we're close friends, who posts, like, his brunch pics. 
No hole, no dick, nothing even vaguely sexual. Well, maybe because they haven't like come out fully yet. They're like doing not even gay. A, oh, okay. not even gay. Just like <laughs> he uses it as if it's for just close friends. Oh my god, that's not what it's that's for. That's not what it's for. That's not what it's for. Like I, I have people who post who use close friends to like um, post about like gossip at like yeah, their roommates or fine. at work. Great. But like brunch, yeah, or just like I could have googled that, or like a picture of a cute dog, or like a a flower, right? Like who do you want not knowing this? That's the question. Close friends are for secrets, exactly. And brunch is not a secret, (laughs) unless it's like oh, I didn't invite these people, right? I also love when like um, I see that somebody put me on close friends, and I I have I don't really like know them intimately, but it almost seems like they want to know me intimately, yeah, (laughs) or they want to show you. Their whole yeah, I, I love that when it's like yeah you, you meet somebody randomly they add you to their close friends and like oh good they're horny yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so before we move into our, our chips on the table, like I feel like this is going to be easy question conversation, but like now that you have coming come, coming doubt, looking back, do you regret it? Are you glad you did it? Would do you wish you would have done it differently? Do you wish you would have done it sooner or later? Yeah, so like you kind of we're talking about how. You know, while being in the closet, it's, and um, I mentioned how it's like, or we both mentioned how it's mm-hmm. kind of like a two-way closet. Yeah. And the only gay shit I did at home was in my room. I don't just mean jacking off, but like, mm-hmm. you know, all my exposures to like pop culture and like yeah. being in that situation made me not realize that. Um, like I felt like I didn't belong in queer culture, mm-hmm. and that was be- partially because I cut myself off from it and so I didn't explore ways to participate with it and now I'm kind of like I feel like there are moments where like I do my best to even define what being gay is and what queer is and I and I guess looking back I'm tempted to say I wish I could have come out earlier but Mm -hmm. like you know living with your parents is not easy all the time and being not being able to connect with the gay people that you see on TV particular Mm -hmm. like chiseled white uh, people and you, you feel like you don't belong and you mm-hmm. feel like you need to stay in the closet because of that but so much has changed within the past couple of decades um, and especially the last decade right you see so many more different kind of people mm-hmm. and um, had I known that I would have probably come out earlier but I guess what happened happened and I'm, I'm yeah. just happy to have come out and I'm happy where I am now so it's a good answer how about you was that too like Miss Universe no, it's very like. It's like first of all, Mr. Universe would have said it in thirty seconds. Yeah, not two minutes. Um, and such as. Yeah. Um, no, I feel like I, you know, I was thinking about this. Like, part of me wishes I had come out sooner because, for the same reason, I wish I had like experienced. I wish I had access to that gay world sooner. Yeah. Um, but also, I don't know where I would have found that in my hometown. Like, I think I mentioned this in a previous episode, but I didn't meet actual like living gay people until I was like well into my twenties. Yeah. Even if I had come out at 14, I don't know if it would have changed all that much, aside from just more bullying, Yeah, um, which is awful to say. Um, that being said, I do, yeah, I wish I had invested the time and energy in finding and seeking out that gay world yeah. and, like, making it a part of my life. Because, like, there were gay people I could have met, I just didn't even know where to look to, yeah. to find them. And for so long, it was, I wasn't even open to myself, like, because... I think this is something that most people are aware of, but, like, you you don't come out to other people first. You come out to yourself first. Yeah. Like, the first step is, like, Absolutely. me accepting who I am, and uh-huh. then I'm ready to do it to others. I wish that had happened sooner. Yeah. I wish I had, like, come out to myself a long time before I did. Totally. But, yeah, growing up in a religious world, it's, it's very hard to do that. Because it's not just, like, 
am I or am I not? I don't know. Let's see. It's like, well, do I want to go to hell? Right. I, I kind of did try. Like, in high school, um, I attempted to, like, integrate into the different gay mm-hmm. groups. And sometimes that doesn't always work. I have to say that because I tried to join this um, gay group downtown and, like, they have activities and this and that. And I just felt like everybody was trying to date each other. And, mm-hmm. you know, everybody looked a certain way and I didn't. And I, I guess maybe it's because I wasn't comfortable with myself. I also remember another time when I was in college, which was also a terrible time because I wasn't, like, fully out also. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember, like, being at the corner of, like, this hallway being like, should I sign up for the LGBT club? And then I, like, I was like, fine, I'll do it. And then, like, I kind of, like, scurried up to the table and, like, quickly wrote down my email and, like, went away. And I know it's because my, e- like, my handwriting was scribbly and my last name is, like, long and confusing but like I never got an email <gasps> but I, I felt like kind of like if you're oh, listening right yeah. but um, yeah college was a terrible time and because college is often advertised as a time where you know everything is like mm-hmm. new and open and people are drinking and having fun and like having yeah. sex like that's not something that happened to me I had to like go beyond that time of my life in order to be who I was which mm-hmm. is sometimes what happens to queer people and sometimes not some gay people do find themselves in college yeah but yeah just a little addendum there everybody's different everybody's on their own journey so if you're not ready to come out don't if you'd like advice on coming out you can email us we probably won't respond because I don't remember the password to our email (laughs) (laughs) I'll find it I'll find it tweet at us tweet at us send us a message yeah send us a message like we're not experts in anything, but we are very gay. Yeah, so, exactly. You know, we got that going for us. <laughs> You'll ask me, like, how do I build this Ikea couch? And I'll be like, open a bottle of wine. You'll yeah, open it eventually. Exactly. First go on TaskRabbit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or get your husband to do it. Yeah. You know, something like that. Start start with those, and then work your way towards manual labor. There you go. All right. Do you think, is it time to put our chips on the table? Yeah, let's do it. Can, can I go first this week? Of course. Okay. I, I have one I'm very excited about. So what is something that you feel good about this week, Andrew? Okay, so in my professional capacity, I work for a, an LGBT museum and archive. And for the last year, I have been working on this project that has been secret, and I have not been able to tell people, and it's been like really hard to like keep it. Um, but just today, so we're recording this on, what's today, the 4th? The 3rd, um, June 3rd. We finally announced that after 40 years of it being presumed lost, we have discovered and unveiled the very first original rainbow flag. And it's so exciting. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah. I like how you were at my house the other day and you were like showing everybody. You were so excited. And don't tell like, people. Oh, <laughs> That was embargoed. Oh. That was for your eyes only. Oh, no, it's whoops. fine. It's fine. No, uh, yeah, it's been... No, it's, it's okay. Um, yeah, I, I'm... It is so exciting. It's one of those things that like I never thought I would be... like. This is an object that is of such huge importance. You know, it was created in 1978. It was at a moment where, like, they didn't know they were designing a flag that would be that would come to be an international symbol. Um, they were just trying to make a flag for like a parade, and and since then it has become yeah this international symbol of queer culture. Yeah. And and now the very first ever one is on display in San Francisco where it belongs. Oh. Yeah, so I'm it's, that's been like that's something that I feel good about. It's also been exhausting yeah. because just getting everything pulled together, you know, tomorrow we're having a big press event and yeah, it's been stressful, but I'm I'm feeling very good. That's awesome. Mhm. I it, it just like that seems like such a big milestone for like because I know you to be like a gay historian who mm-hmm. works in the gay community, so it's like 
that's a very you thing to have happen yeah. and I can feel your excitement so that's great I'm pretty jazzed yeah mm-hmm. I touched it with ah! gloves with gloves let the record show Ooh, I had gloves okay. on nice. I, I was so scared to touch I was just like got my fingers up and I was like do 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 <laughs> like I just tweaked it <laughs> yeah because <laughs> I, I was like I don't want to break it yeah that's fair you know it's a f- almost 45 year old object there it's... you go same same <laughs> uh, anyway so that's mine what, what's what's your tip on the table yeah so um, I started a new job is that what you've been yeah that's yeah. what I've been oh. um, so I don't want to like talk about it too much because I don't want so my, my colleague today maybe she'll hear this one day but she was like oh so what are you doing tonight and i'm like i'm just hanging out with a friend because it's like i mean yeah. if they googled me they will find this podcast but it's like i didn't want to be like we're recording a gay podcast like come yeah. listen to it and it's like because you know i was talking about code switching and it's obviously because it's like i have to act a certain way at mm-hmm. work where um i may or may not manage people i <laughs> why are you coy about that i don't know is it in your title <laughs> yeah right um i yeah i don't want to um well, I mean, I shouldn't say that. I don't care if people listen to the podcast, but it's like, yeah. I, you know, that's, we got to do stuff at work and mm-hmm. sometimes we can't always be, I don't know. Yeah. It, no, it's, we don't want to bring, like, you can be two different people. Yeah. Like, you don't want to basically be, like, the messy bottom. Right. At work. Yeah. Maybe Which, like, I wish I could be, but, like, you know, it's not my company, so, yeah. you know, sometimes you got to bend to, bend to the rules. Got to, sometimes you got to bend to get f- that's, that's Oh, the there you go. Hey. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta bend to get bend to the rules, but also sometimes you have to bend to get. I don't know what the meaning of that is, but we'll find it later. That's that's the slogan. We'll get a tattoo of it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Oh, that is exciting. She's making them coins. And coins. Coins. Um, cool. Well, uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Come for... back next week for our first prize episode. Yeah. Is, yeah. First prize. Yeah. This whole this whole month we're doing uh, once term nice season is you know. Had its fill. Yeah. Um, actually, I think we're starting this like on the on the edge of Gemini. Season, oh, okay. I think. I don't know. What do you call a group of Gemini's? Trash. A trash of Gemini's. Yes. I don't know. A chatter of Gemini's. Chatter. A chatter of Gemini's. I think it was uh, my partner who came up one for tech. Tech. Were you there? No, I don't remember that. Um, it was a blockchain of tech. Oh bros. my god. <laughs> that sounds about right. Anyway. Um, anyway. See that. Yeah, come next back week. next week yeah. for our first prize. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You're at Two Midnight Snacks. And yeah, happy Pride, y'all. Happy Pride. Be safe. Be safe. Well, unless you don't want to. Right. That's fine, too. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Outro music.